edition of the West Coast Preps podcast. We're almost at 90 total episodes of this thing since we started a year ago. We actually celebrated our one-year anniversary on Friday. Held our first ever showcase by West Coast Preps on Saturday, too, of Active Christian. We'll get that into a second, but I am Chris Jackson, joined here again by Gregory Marlin, too, and we're in the Mr. Clutch shirt today. Yes, sir. Feeling clutch right now? Of course I am. Never. Never am not. You know, Mr. Clutch, the clutchest of them all. So you're more clutch than Tiger Woods, Kobe Bryant. Combined. Combined? Combined. Tom Brady, too? Yeah. You know that guy's had more game-winning drives in the playoffs than he has losses in the playoffs? Yeah, I know. That's really scary. I just saw that stat today. That honestly might be the stupidest stat I've ever yeah. seen. Happy birthday, of how Tom Brady. Is. This was just his birthday. Well, yesterday, right? It was. How old is Tom Brady now? 44 years old. I keep losing track on his age. I mean, he's just, he's a good football player. That's all you need to know. Age is good. just a number. He's good. He's a lot better than good. He's a good football player. Yeah, still at 44. He should be way past his prime and done, but he's still taking care of himself. Kids, TV 12 if, method. Hey, kids, if you guys want to look to somebody as an inspiration on how to do things, a guy that was underlooked and still came out better than everybody else, well, Tom Brady. Went to Sarah High School, was underlooked there. Went to University of Michigan, was underlooked there. Yeah. Seventh round pick. To the Patriots? And sixth. Sixth round. Sixth pick. Round. It's all the same thing, right? He was still late rounds, right? Yeah. And what did he end up doing? New England, six Super Bowls there, another Super Bowl in Tampa Bay, and maybe more to come. Possibly. Anytime. I don't think, I think he's done. We've Winning that, Super Bowls. But how many times have people said that? that yeah, but it's done? hard to win Super Bowls. Yeah, but he keeps doing it. But it's hard. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's why people need to appreciate any time a team wins a title, because that's not freaking easy. No, not even close to being easy at all. But Bay Area kid with seven more Super Bowl titles than any single franchise. He embraces that Bay Area versus everyone method. Yeah. I think Tom Brady is that. And He's got the chip of, on his shoulder. Yeah, and speaking of Bay Area versus everyone, trying to help out a lot of kids this weekend. We had our first ever Best in the West showcase of Vacaville Christian on Saturday. Lots we liked, and we're going to have some even better stuff coming up soon. Stay tuned for details on more stuff in the coming weeks that we're planning on doing with Camps, events, and everything else. But Greg, just your initial takeaways and thoughts from the first ever Best in the West showcase. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I think the main thing is what we tried to do was just a lot of kids got a lot of work in. Um, you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything wild or crazy. It was just like, let's come in here. Let's get our work done. Let's get ready for the season. Uh, you know, learn different techniques that you're going to take into practices as they start, you know, this month and in the next week or whatnot. Um, and I think that was the main thing that this camp did was it gave you the work that you needed to get ready for camp. I mean, these kids got rep after rep after rep after rep after rep. It was just, I think that's what, you know, some of these camps get into 40 yard dash shuttles and all that stuff. And while it's good at some point, these kids have been doing it for the last two years nonstop with all these camps that we've had. So it was nice to just, Hey, let's go in there. Let's get a bunch of reps in and let's just, you know, have fun doing it. The competitive spirit that a bunch of those kids had and kind of, you know, the drawing back and forth, like every, you know, camp has the drawing back and forth. That was fun. Um, but the main thing is all the reps that the kids got, I think, was amazing. Yeah, nice change of pace. Ready to do a lot of other things, but this time, too, less <clears> kids, but more reps for everybody else. And that's the biggest thing. That's what you want at the end of the day, too, is more reps because that's how you're going to get prepared for a season, right? The more training you do, the more reps you get in practice, just outside with your friends, working on routes, offensive line, defensive line stuff, whatever it was. These kids got reps, and they really showed themselves out. We had award winners there. 
Some great players. Some great young ones, I think we saw, too. Valley Christian's yeah. got a young duo, Kai Hamilton, that sophomore receiver. you got the incoming freshman re- offensive lineman, I should say, Champ Talele. Mm-hmm. I mean, that kid... 14 years old somehow, but humble, well-spoken, good. He won an award, took home a Gatorade bag at the end. Shout out Gatorade for helping out with the event as well for that. But some of these young kids, too. It's something we've talked about in the younger classes, but I guess we got to start looking at the 2025 class, too. Yeah. No, I mean, there's a lot of young kids coming up through the ranks. It seems like every single year we keep on saying, oh, we said it was a 2023 class, and now we're starting to say with 2025. And, you know, even 2026, I'm sure there's going to be a bunch hey, of young kids. Solid quarterback from that with class. With that grader, yeah. I mean, and I've seen him a few times at yeah. camps. And he's, you can see the improvement that he's yeah. made from the jump that he made from the first time I saw him. So what he had yesterday, the arm strength is improving every single time I've seen him. I think his uh, it was impressive. Too. Yeah, Burrell Staples' his leadership, his confidence has really grown since we just saw him at camps almost mm-hmm. a year ago in September, right? Yeah, no, it, it's impressive, but... Uh, it was a fun camp. What about you? What was your first initial thoughts? The coaching was spectacular, too, right? Because you had guys like Coach A-Ray, you had Jamal Moss and Garen Harris, you had Tyrone James, you had Dominic Childress coming back. Now he's back in the Bay Area after that year at Cal Poly back at College of San Mateo. Yeah. But he was coaching kids, too, and better to look at than a kid that wants a vision one for Mountain House, right? Something he told the kids after the game. How many people of you have actually heard of Mountain House, right? It's kind of a newer town, right? And that's no, nothing bad about Mount House, it's just newer, kind of in between Livermore and Tracy. That kid worked his way in a pandemic from a pretty good junior season, right? But nothing he would say that he would write home about. Same with, I think, his family and everybody yeah. else would say that they've told us before. He put in all that work. He made it to Cal Poly, Division One football player from Mountain House. A city probably most colleges don't really know of yet because it's newer. They don't even really recur to that much. But Dominic Childress showed everybody, it doesn't matter where you're from. Your background, you can make it out. He did, and I know the kids appreciated having him out there, too. The coaching was great. Yeah. The um, transformation Dom has yeah. made, though. I mean, you know, when we first met him, and he was a big kid, he's lost a good 40, 50 pounds, maybe, and he's bulking up, too. And it's not just losing weight. He's, you know, gaining muscle as well. So it's pretty impressive to see his transformation from what he was at when he was playing at Mountain House to where he's at now, going to CSM now. Yeah, definitely. You have any top performers from this camp too that mm. really stood out to you in your eyes? Mm, I really liked Burrell Staples. Uh, I, I thought he he absolutely killed it. Uh, like I said, just his improvement from when we first saw him at a camp last year to where he's at now, and only an eighth grader. Uh, another quarterback was the Gilroy quarterback. I really liked him. His confidence, um, you know, maybe needs to, you know. He said he jumps off. One thing I saw, he said he jumps off of one foot to rebound a ball. Maybe he should probably just jump off two feet. But, you know, I love the confidence that he has. Um, definitely, and he has a great arm. Uh, I got a shot of him throwing a deep ball and just showing off his arm, and he's definitely got that. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of good kids out there, though. Yeah, Jaden Perkins is really good. He's a kid at Gilroy, too. Kind of under the radar, not many people know about his name yet, but after what we saw on Saturday, especially that confidence you mentioned, that poise he had, he was making a lot of different throws too, which, I mean, you can say a lot of guys make the deep throws, because I know everyone kind of wants to make the fade look everyone right? likes but, it, yeah. but he made, he was kind of fitting through the creases in the end zone when they were working in from the 10 yards out, from five yards out, hitting slants, hitting post routes, just a lot of different things he was hitting. He's confident. I know the kids really gravitate towards him as well. You had him... Like I mentioned, Kai Hamilton. I mentioned yeah. the younger offensive lineman at Valley Christian. 
You had some SNL conceivable. Renzel brothers were yeah. really good. They're smaller, but they're good. Jalen Smith from Balboa, another kid who was just consistent. He's going off to Massachusetts to Dean College, another kid who he didn't even have a senior season, right? He marketed himself and what else did he do? He worked his absolute tail off. And yeah. now he's going to go play college football. You know, the Crockett brothers, the three of them from Hercules. They're good. I was yeah. watching some of their high school film the other day, too. We'll have some stories on them coming up in the coming weeks at westcoastpreps.com. But they're good. Yeah, they're freaking good. I don't know who the best brother is. I know they all think each of them <laughs> are. But maybe this season will let that one play out. That's another just family duo trio that we've seen that's good. And I know those kids are going to get chances at the next level, too. But in terms of top talent, those guys, you had Marcus Singleton from Ensenal as well. Teammate of Lorenzo's. And then Sam Ross from Miramonte as well. He's got over 10 offers, a lot of Division One offers on his list. He looked really good. He's big. He's a great player. You got Drew Cunningham. Was at Miramonte last season. Now he's at De La Salle, a KT Prep De La Salle product. Now 2024 tight end and linebacker. Looked really good. And his father actually played college football at Cal. And his story's up today on the website as well. So check that out at westcoastpreps.com. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great talent out there. And like you said, a lot of young kids, you know, a lot of kids that, you know, they're really just getting into the camp scene. Uh, you know, we saw a lot of new faces that we haven't seen yet before. Um, and I know you know their names and whatnot. You're doing all your research. But a lot of names that or a lot of people and faces that I've seen for the first time. And I was impressed with a lot of them. I think it was a it was a fun camp and looking forward to seeing them come out to our next camps. Yeah, so stay tuned for details on what we'll have coming up in the future with events and camps going on. I guarantee you guys will be excited for this next thing we've got cooking up. So stay tuned on social media and our website in the next few weeks to see details and once everything's finalized, we'll get that out to you guys. But another great topic to discuss too, actually the news just came out this week, Quinn Ewers, right? The South Lake Carroll, huge quarterback prospect, five stars. They're saying the best quarterback prospect out of Texas since Vince Young, the best quarterback prospect overall since Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck, those guys will not play his senior season of high school. He is going to go enroll early at Ohio State really early right he was yeah. gonna go there in the spring but instead no he's not even gonna play senior season he's gonna go to ohio state nil opportunities a lot of reports a lot of different people said he can make a million dollars over this next year that's tough for anyone to turn down that's right there he's putting himself in the position for generational money yeah at this rate so but just your overall takeaway and thoughts <sighs> on that decision too it's um it's a tough decision and it's a decision that and i saw a quote from the parents reading a story on it and you know the parents were like we don't want to be in this position right because you don't want to skip your high school year you know you have senior ball you have you know home last homecoming and you know all these great things that you get to experience as a senior in high school that you never get to do again right your final high school football game or whatever it is taking that away obviously is a very big deal but same time you got a six-figure you know contract for nil or seven-figure contract maybe as well you know it, it's put them in a tough position and it's just another weird caveat with this nil law you know what are we allowed to do um, and i know that they were trying to figure out a way to do both and the state of texas just wasn't allowing it um the thing I'm now thinking is how is this going to change the landscape of high school football in Texas? Because we know how big it is. 
And we know that a ton of kids could probably sign NIL deals in Texas. High school football in Texas is bigger than college football probably in California. Yeah. Let's, so, let's be honest. you know, it's it's a whole different world over there. And I'm wondering how this might change the landscape, right? And I, I don't, we don't know the laws yet of California. Can an NIL kid in California sign it? Can an NIL kid send a kid in Georgia sign an NIL deal there? You know, the, every state has these different laws, it seems like, and it's not consistent. So I'm wondering how that's going to change the landscape of high school football out there. That's the problem, because now California is allowing this kind of stuff now, but Texas isn't, right? And a lot of states aren't. And it's kind of like college sports with this NIL stuff. They have that rule right now where everybody can do it. They change that legislation. But at a certain point, you want to make it that consistent, even playing field, right? We always talk about competitive equity when it comes to just section playoffs. Well, this is even bigger because how much money is on the line for these kids? If you're in Texas and you're Quinn Ewers there, you're someone at Duncanville, North Shore, you're Austin, Westlake, Lake Travis, all these places in Texas, these one-horse towns still. Companies can market you big time because these cities, I'm telling you, they shut down. You got 20,000 seat stadiums. We've seen Allen's High School Stadium, McKinney, right? Two deckers. How much money is poured into it? I think Quinier's decision is going to spark a lot of change, a lot of conversations that maybe people did not want to have, but it's a different time period now than it was in 1992. And even 2018, it's way different than it was three years ago. So at a certain point, they have to adapt. Maybe you got to have this overriding rule of all high schools in all states to make it fair and even right yeah because if you're let's say you're in texas and you're watching a california kid get paid how is that going to make you feel when you know that you could just market yourself and get opportunities off that too even if it's not big right but it's still money for kids it's the same thing we talked about in college it might not always be big but but it could be enough money that can help you pay for rent and food at the end of the day that's that's a big thing right so it's still your brand it's yourself it's not like we're actually hurting somebody so i think the biggest thing they've got to do is have meetings and change legislation, not just across one state, but the entire high school governing body. Yeah, and I mean, you know, in his case, Quinn's case, it's a you know million dollar deal. That's life changing money. You know, if you go play your high school season, tear an ACL, that money might not be sitting there when you go play Ohio State that next year. So, do I agree with it? I don't know. I'm like fifty fifty. I really don't know what to think because you're never going to get that experience back. You're making it more of a business for, what, a 16, 17-year-old kid. But now he gets to go possibly compete for the starting job at Ohio State. I guess they haven't named a starter yet from what I last heard. And he might be able to compete for the starting job. So the way you know, he redshirts, gets that development process, yeah. right? A year he gets academics. I've seen college basketball players actually do this too where they reclassify a year earlier, they go in. Then that actual freshman year they have, they play really well. So maybe that development helps. And his quarterbacks coach, Coach Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields. So obviously he knows a thing or two about this. So does Ryan Day. So the development there, that development's definitely there for him. That coaching's there. But at the same time, it's like you said, that senior season. You only get one senior season in high school, especially in Texas with that. It's a different ballgame. They also lost a state championship last year, too. I know that's probably something that stains out. Had to have played a factor in his decision a little bit too, thinking, well, I kind of want to run it back with some of my childhood friends and kids that I grew up with. But money talks, and that's a hard thing to pass up at the end of the day. I wish there was a situation where we could have made the best of both worlds. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I would challenge the state of Texas. I would challenge, you know, the whole government to make a decision. All right, can this be done? Can this not be done? Because at some point, you know, we have to come up with a whole decision because you're going to see kids from Texas, you know, if Georgia allows it, they're just going to move to Georgia. Or, if, you know, California is one of the only states that allow it. You might see an influx of kids come here, you know, those five stars and four stars that have a chance to make $300,000 deals or, you know, life-changing money. Um, you might see an influx of talent coming this way. Yeah, now it, do you think it's going to actually be a trend or do you think this is more just like we've talked about Jalen Lewis, just kind of those generational talents, those really big five-star prospects are going to be making these mm-hmm. kind of decisions? Because we have seen this before, before NIL with JT Daniels leaving modern day year early to go to USC, ended up transferring to Georgia. You had Tony Grimes, a five-star cornerback from Virginia. He skipped his senior season in the state of Virginia to go to North Carolina, but you think this is something that's really going to change stuff? I, I think it could. I think that, you know, at the end of the day, money talks, right? Everyone, you know, you see any sort of deal put in, yeah. in front of you, your mind kind of starts racing. You're like, is this something I really, you know, am thinking about? Is this something that's going to benefit me? Is it going to be good in long term? Not only is this good, you know, he makes a million dollars, you know, the day he signs that contract, but he also gets to go out of state early and start practicing with them, whether he starts or red shirts or whatever he does, it's going to be way, not way better, but it's going to be much better than what he's going to get in high school. No matter how good high school football is in Texas, the coaches at Ohio State is going to be better than near Texas. And you're going to get the meal plan at college. You're going to get their strength and conditioning. I know a 6A school like South Lake Carroll, they're, what, their strength and conditioning is obviously going to be top of the line. We've seen pictures. We've seen everything they have out there. But an Ohio State weight room, a meal plan, coaching staff and he's also going to get ahead on, on his academics and heck maybe he's still at Ohio State for four or five years but he finishes his master's even a year earlier too not only does he have his bachelor's until he's got that money but he's also got the master's coming through and he can still go to the NFL and make that money too yeah I mean in all around I would if I was in his position I'd do exactly what he and his family did because it just it makes more sense you know minus you're losing the senior experience of high school I, you got a million dollars in front of you just go go take it because yeah. you only get that opportunity once you know it's only once in a great while and only really? only a certain yeah. amount of people get a chance to sign a million dollar deal you know there's not seven figure deals sitting out there for everyone so yeah, i think it's you just said the perfect thing we got to step in other people's shoes and they make a decision right so us it might not seem like the right thing to do but you don't really know until you're actually in those exact shoes living out that same situation Another thing, too, is if you want to make these decisions, just make sure you have the right people in your corner, the right people backing you, because there are a lot of people that will try to take advantage of you. We've seen it all the time ruin people's careers because they tell them, hey, go to the NBA a year earlier, try to go to the draft. They go undrafted instead of another year, and who knows? They could have worked their way up, and what happens? It doesn't work out. I've seen this situation time and time again. Get the right financial people in your corner. Make sure it's people you really, really 110% trust. Because there's a lot of people that want to exploit you, especially the bigger you are. They want to exploit younger kids, which is unfortunate, but it is true. Yeah. So make sure you trust the right people. You've got the right support system and you've got financial managers and you're doing the right things that market you well. You don't have to take every single deal. Sure, it's enticing sometimes, but you also got to do things that align with your values and your brand the most. Yeah. And those will come. Yeah. I mean... Make sure you're going through the proper steps when you're doing this stuff. That that's yep. that's the main thing. You know, don't hey, I'm on step one. 
I can take this shortcut and get to step five. No, go through step one, two, three, four, five. Uh, that's one of the things I think that we've learned, you know, in our first year of West Coast Preps is, you know, take the proper steps. Don't try and skip ahead. Yep. It's a because, process, right? The know, process will reward you at the end of the day. if you Patience keep to it. is... Is key. You know, patience everyone, is the hardest thing for yeah. every human being. I'm sure. I don't know if actually anybody has 100 percent patience. Is what we've learned. So yeah, without a doubt. But uh, yeah, it's like you said. If you work hard, you trust in the process. The process will eventually reward you. And that's the thing with a lot of these kids. It's happened with Quinn Ewers, and I imagine he's got the right people in this corner, right? He and his parents have those long discussions and talks. Yahoo Sports reported that itself. I'm sure Ohio State's gonna make sure too. He's okay. He's already the athletic reporter, the 25th most marketable player in college football before he even plays a down. And there's projections he might be their third stringer this year, too, and he could already be the 25th most marketable player. Yeah. I mean, this we've talked about the NIL quite a bit already. It's changing the landscape, I think. of It's going to make the rich richer, yeah. honestly. It you will. Know, it's it's going to be harder for you know teams like Cal. You know, or basically every Pac-12 school other than USC or UCLA or Oregon. But, you know, it's the rich is going to get richer. Yeah, if you're at Alabama, look what Bryce Young's going to get Ohio State, Quinn Ewers. You're at Clemson, you're at LSU. Those deals are going to be different. Yeah. Right? That's another reason why they probably want to have a 12-team playoff, just so more dogs have something in that fight. Right, exactly. Even if you know the same four teams can make it, maybe once every five years there's an upset. Yeah. And that for that one program, that's worth it at the end of the day. But before we wrap this up, Greg, you got anything else? Anything you're excited about? Because now high school football practices are back. We just were at Bishop O'Dowd yesterday. I can't believe it's already here because it feels like two weeks ago this last season just ended. Yeah, no, it's been it's been a whirlwind of a year. Um, you know, year in recap for us, it's been, you know, first off, just thank you to everyone that supported us, uh, everyone who goes and is our readers on westcoastpreps.com. It's been a whirlwind, but man am i excited for for these games coming up i don't know do, do you want to get into some uh predictions yeah you know let's do it let's let's go into a couple predictions cool. which which ones do you want to go into I, I think you already know where i'm going you're towards. going with pittsburgh yeah do you think they're going to beat sarah week one yes i'm gonna go sarah wins that one it's going to be a tough game i right? think it's going to be like a 38 35 ball game yeah the only reason sarah if you know, if we're going betting odds, I would say Sarah would be the favorite, only because Dominic Lampkin and Hassan, you know, have both been there, done that varsity already, right? Yeah. Jaden's is the first time as a full time starter, uh, split time with Eli Brickhandler. Rashid is coming off an injury, um, so didn't get to play very much last year. So they might have a betting favorite, but I'm just, I'm rolling with my team. You're rolling. With I'm Pitt. rolling with Pitt. I'm gonna roll with Sarah this year. Yeah, and now I'm going to roll with Pitt all the way. Jade Rashad is going to be pretty dang good. Yeah. I mean, that we, Sarah match is going to be tough no matter who it is stepping out there, quarterback or any position really, right? But Sarah's also going to have to replace Christian Pedersen at tight end. you got to think about that too. He was a huge threat, big body. That Valley Christian game right there, he had a couple of big catches there, especially one at the end of the first half that really was the difference in that ball game. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to come down to... You know, it's going to come down to one play, I think. Um, you know, one interception, one tip ball goes the right way, one bounce goes the right way. That's really what I think what it's going to come down to. Yes, it is. And then other predictions, too. I think San Juan Valley is going to win its division, but I think Monta really? Vista is going to keep right up with them this year. Really? Monta Vista is going to be good. I think they're going to make a lot of improvements. They're hungry. CJ Anderson knows what he's doing. I've 
talked to a lot of their players. They've bought into this thing. Last year, they could have been a 4-2 and two team like we probably talked about 10 times, but it's true. Now, what about Cal? Cal's going to be another tough team. I think top three in that division, San Ramon Valley, Monta Vista, Cal. And then there's been a little shakeup in the division too, right? Yep, Amador Valley's moving over now yeah. as well. So definitely, you know, Amador struggled last year. Obviously, it's hard to take anything from last year when you do bad because of just how weird it was. You know, not everyone's going to handle it greatly. Um, but I think they bounced back and have, you know, a better season. But, man, is that division tough. It's only going to make Amador better for the postseason, right? Yeah. I think that's going to be something that Amador, no matter what seeding they get in the playoffs, they're going to be a dangerous team. That's going to be a tough out. I think they're a team that could make a deep run because of that. Danny Jones is a proven coach. The year before that, they won their division this year. Just a lot of things just didn't shake out their way. The ball did not bounce their way. They had some injuries, Division One guys. Right, it was it was tough. Everything was tough when COVID wiped away their final game against Foothill. I know they would have loved to have played Foothill. We saw the Instagram comments, people. Yeah. Trust me, we see those things. It was a fun little battle there you guys had. But another team too, I want to say is a sleeper is Dublin. They've got a really good senior class: KJ Sweeney, Jaden Petrus, Adam Morris coming back from injury. That's a team that's going to surprise some people. Yeah, now that side of Ebal is kind of wide open, right? Foothill yeah, ended is. up winning last year on the final year. I think still the favorite. Foothill is still the favorite. Losing Jaden Payne is a tough graduation, but they've got a really good 2022 class. Kenny Olson's a great player. Brandon Souza along the line. They've got some younger guys coming up too. I think Foothill's still the favorite. Livermore does lose Sean Smith. They lose Matthew mm-hmm. Pulaski. They lose that great senior class that really changed Livermore football forever. But they still got that coaching staff. They've got some 2022 kids coming up. Their freshman and JV programs the last couple of years were 9-1 and one at those levels when they were full seasons. It's wide open, though, like you said, but I yeah. still think Foothill is the favorite in that division. Now, since we're in this division, we got to talk about our alma mater, Granada. What, what is your prediction for them this season? It's going to be a tough, tough sledding. Really? Division. I think it is because Foothill's not going to take a step back. Livermore's really good they've still got these classes coming through dublin's a sleeper i think dublin would beat them as well i think granada though in that division's fourth place okay and now we're going to move over to the wcal obviously we know about the talent you know and it's always a conversation which one's better e-ball or wcal where you see that one shaking up and you know you got the likes of bellerman valley christian but they're all chasing sarah at this point sarah's the best team valley christian's number two and And then do we, do we know where they're ranked at Francis, in the You guys will see it pretty soon. Mm. What, what, I, I don't even know. I'm When's not, it coming I'm out? I'm not going to throw out a specific date for people. I just want you all to tune in every day. That's all. Subscribe. Monthly, yearly subscriptions. $3.99 per month. $39.99 per year. St. Francis is going to be good, too. Josh Perry is back for that last season. You've got Dylan Golden, Clayton Lynham. You've got Camilo Arquette. Aaron Knapp's a 2025 quarterback coming up there, too, yeah. right? They've got really good linemen. Bellerman's improving as well. Wade Smith, quarterback. You've got Nate Escalada behind them. They've got a lot of athletes. That coaching staff's really comfortable now there in year two with that spread offense. But I still think your top three right now have to be Sarah, then Valley Christian, then St. Francis. What about, you know, you got the likes of St. Ignatius out there as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of good teams. You know, is Mitty going to bounce back this year, you know? There's a lot of great teams out there, a lot of incredible talent, um, but they're all going to be chasing Sarah. I think this is something in the next few podcasts we're really going to do deep dives into these leagues and go through some of these leagues, like the BVAL, EBAL, some more, 
WCAL, there's a lot we're going to really get a deep dive into, I think, in these next few weeks leading up to the season, which I'm way too juiced for. Yeah, only, what, three weeks away now? What's the date today? Yeah, what, July or August 3rd? Okay, so, I mean... I can't believe it's August. We're 24 days away. Oh, thank goodness. Right. I can't wait for that Friday night when it comes back. We have a kickoff and we can have students and bands again. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great time. It is. And, but I'm going to give you one more team just to give you a kind of breakdown team that absolutely dominated everywhere, Vintage. Vintage is good. People might say, oh, they lost 7-on-7 seven seven stuff, but Vintage isn't built for 7-on-7. Seven seven, right? Vintage, we know their style. They're going to kill you on the ground, and yep. they've got a great line, too, going in front of those running backs and that quarterback. Vintage is – they're going to be a tough out this year. They're going to be – one of the best teams in Northern California. They've got a schedule tour. They're playing Sandemann Valley. SRV's playing O'Dowd. O'Dowd's playing Liberty. There's so many great games in non-league we're going to get into in these future podcasts. So we'll make early predictions for them. Too. Yeah, and then we'll, Coach of the Year, we'll go to this last team, and then we'll we'll go ahead and sign off here. But you went there yesterday. They got the Coach of the Year. They got a great young class. Bishop O'Dowd had a great bounce back here last year. Now you get a full season. Coach Perry gets them for all year long. What do you see them doing this year? You know what I really liked about them? They had a senior leadership conference for seniors yesterday, so the seniors weren't really a practice. I talked to some of them after practice when they were done, but they weren't there. But what I loved is I saw everybody else was leading, which is what you want. The best teams are player-led teams. You had sophomores and juniors who were leaders in practice. That was a huge takeaway of mine because sometimes when seniors aren't there for a day, People might not know how to lead, right? But I still saw people really stepping up in leading. Sean Ramirez, Pacheco, a center, a linebacker, just a junior. He was leading. Bishop O'Dowd's good. David Perry's done a great job there. They only lost one game, and they easily could have beat Santa Valley. I know they want revenge on that. They had a few turnovers that cost them that fourth quarter in a one-score loss. Quarterback situation's going to be fun. Jesse Madden is now at University of Michigan as a preferred walk-on. But you've got Julian Wilson, you've got Matt White, a great running back is back. You've got some of these young guys. You've got Keon Loud. You've got Daniel Harper, 2024 kids. You've got a 2025 kid who came in, Makari Kenyon, a great receiver. He's small. I'm telling you what, he's smooth. Perry was saying the first day they had the teams, okay, guys, if you're going to go to JV, run to the side of the field varsity. This kid, a freshman, didn't even hesitate. He just ran with the varsity guys, and he's been like sending that ever since. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're they're growing something special over there on the football field at O'Dowd. Uh, we know all about their basketball program and what they've done. The they're getting a new part. basketball gym, too. Yeah, They have and, a lot of construction. They're going to get a new facility for that, too. Yep, and so is Livermore High. I, I know we drive by that every day. It seems to grow every single time. <laughs> no, right? But we're getting close to the fall season. Practices have started. Practice coverage has started on westcoastpreps.com. But, you know, we got water polo, volleyball coming back as well. You know, coverage is going to be expanding this year with West Coast Preps. So stay tuned for all. freelancers joining as well. So we're going to have a lot of coverage coming up. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great year, um, for sure, and I'm excited for it. And like I said, what 20, 24 days away. You should from... have a countdown for this on the website. We'll we'll get there. Yeah, well, once we get to like ten days. Yeah, that's you know, good. Because we'll, um, I'm we'll I'm a little, little too juiced for this. I can tell. I can. Yeah, tell. I, I I can't wait for Friday Night Lights to be there. Yeah, no, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great time, and I can't wait. Like you said, waiting for the fans and the bands and just the Friday Night Lights experience. That's what makes it so. Great. What I did like about last season though was the Saturday night e ball games. There was something oh, dude, was I really like. I like. I love that. Can we just do that? Yeah. permanently i think if evil if i have one suggestion if i'm the commissioner evil i'm sticking with saturday nights because 
that you had your own stage, right? They were the only league on Saturday nights. So uh, just something to consider. One, it makes us, you know, I get to see more games. You know, I can go back and forth between the two because there's a lot of great games in E-Ball on, on Saturday night last year. I know, it really year. is. So just something to to think about, E-Ball. But, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun season, without it's, a doubt. It's going to be until then, everybody. Follow us on social media at West Coast Preps underscore. Subscribe to our website, $3.99 per month, $39.99 per year. I'm telling you, it's worth it. So much content coming up now with interns and freelancers, everybody else. Gonna be more than worth your time to spend on some of the best in depth and just overall content on Bay Area High School Athletics. So stay tuned for more of that coverage coming up. But until then, everybody, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be back soon for what will be our 90th episode of the West Coast Preps podcast.